Hey family, welcome, welcome, welcome to You Ought to Know, where we talk about things we think you ought to know. I'm your host, Jerome Matthews. Pop into our pod as we discuss fitness, health, nutrition, and let's see how we can balance those into our daily lives. Hey, 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 family. Well, you know what? Sometimes they call me an athlete, but... Really, I'm a mathlete, but I do have an athlete, a coach with us, a, a dad, uh, you know, a fitness extraordinaire, sprint elite track star, uh, in football player. You know, we have Mr. Rashid Gale joining us in the pod today. Yeah. Let's go, let's go. Uh, yeah, Mr. Rashid Gale. So, uh, Rashid, super excited to have you here. Um, Rashid's going to, I just think he's someone you should know. He's going to tell us things you ought to know. But I think it's someone that you ought to know as well, too, Mr. Rashid Gale. Thank you for joining us on the pod today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm always happy to, to be able to share some knowledge that other people can benefit from. Got you. Um, so tell us, Rashid, uh, just how, first off, how would you introduce yourself? I'm, you know, from what I know of you is you're, you used to play football. And that's, let's start from there then. It's, it's crazy because I have so many little uh, resume nuggets. Okay. You know, um, I was a pro football player. I played in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Then I played in the CFL. I coached in the XFL in its inaugural year, okay. which then folded. But I was a pro coach at a young age. Then I decided to do something different. I was concerned that because my workload was so heavy as a coach that maybe there's another way that I can invest in others and still have a life. Mm -hmm. So I started training people. And uh, I developed my own company, which, uh, you know, Blitz Sports is what that is. And uh, I did that for a long time. I trained people for basically 20 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I still train people. But then I also started getting into coaching on the youth level. And the reason why I started doing that is because I felt like if I could train people at the youth level, I can get them at the seed mm -hmm. and kind of help them. You know, this training is one part. It's developing the body. But when you lead them in the competition, that's a whole other level. So I really enjoy that and the gotcha. things that can come from it. Okay, so, um, and also family, you're going to hear some boo. Oh, that isn't my ground or my feet stomping on the ground. You know, that's thunder. We got some thunder outside, so don't worry about that. But um, Rashid, yeah, thank you. Um, so I, you said coach and, and pro athlete. So I guess let's start off. How would you describe yourself? If someone said, hey, Rashid, who are you? What's the first what you know, with all those resume nuggets, what's the first way you would describe yourself? Well, I definitely have to say I'm a Christian first. Mm -hmm. Everything I do, I want to try and honor God with my choices in life. Um, but I'm, as I'm, I'm honoring God, I'm also a father. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a husband. Um, not in that order. I'm a husband first and a father. Gotcha. Uh, and then I'm a, a coach. Um, I also have my own entrepreneurial business, which is Blitz Sports. But I think that even in that, I'm, a mo I'm much more of a coach. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't help it. Like, when you talk about you know, building the strength or the strength, the strength that you just cannot ignore mm -hmm. coaching people and help them to be better. is like, it's hard in every element of life. Mm -hmm. Like even at my, my current job, which is I do, I do some work at a, at a chiropractic clinic. Okay. I still find myself wanting to encourage and build people up sure. and be concerned about the other areas of their lives beyond just, you know, my job. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so did, you, did this come from an early age? So from when you remember playing football or, or you run track too, right? Yep. Yep. I ran track. Um, um do you remember having good coaches in your life or is this something that, you know, you're kind of filling that void? Maybe you wanted more. What is it? Well, for me, um, my father, me and him have a great relationship, always have, but he wasn't always present. Uh -huh. So for me, coaches were like father figures to me. Gotcha. And I was very fortunate that I cannot really recall having really bad or weak coaches. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't always about the X's and the O's they gave me, but they really helped me to believe that 
I could accomplish something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it was as simple as giving me an opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it was something that went above and beyond, like taking me out to pizza. I can really recall when I was, I started playing football when I was 12. Okay. And I remember particularly that I was struggling in every way. And I say that because when people see my son, who is incredibly talented in football, I mean, I have two sons and they're both really good, mm -hmm. but my younger son, who's my fourth child, gotcha. he is a quarterback and he's had several five touchdown games. Okay. I'm talking all sorts of different ways. He can score and do dynamic things. Okay. When people see him perform, they assume I was that. I was not that. I struggled. I was fast, but I was small, okay. severely small. Like I was thin, undersized in every way. And my coach, he saw me, that coach at the time, his name was Coach McVicker. He saw that I had talent, but I was struggling to unlock the mysteries of the game of, of football. Mm -hmm. So they took me out to pizza and they sat me down and they said, Rashid, Gail, they called me, mm -hmm. Gail, we hear you're asking a lot of strange questions. From there, I don't remember much of the conversation, but I walked out of that conversation, um, having been a player at that time mm -hmm. that had worked his way from a starting lineup to odd positions to which had me away from the ball completely mm -hmm. to the bench to deep on the bench no. like last man on the bench i used to bring books to games <laughs> i used to pull them out in the locker and say which book am i going to read today i know that seems like a joke but choose your own adventure with the kind of books i, I used to it. bring i love it all right so to make this long story short but what did that, that do to your psyche though it I did mean, everything okay. so at the after that conversation I felt like my coach really believed in me. And I said to myself, even though I doubted myself at that time, uh -huh. I said to myself, my coach is smarter than me. I at least had enough wisdom to know that. My gotcha. coach is smarter than me. He has more experience than me. So I'm going to trust his assessment. By the end of that season, I was able to score four touchdowns in two games. The next season, I scored like 12 to 15 touchdowns. Uh -huh. And the rest kind of took care of itself. But if it wasn't for that seed, that faith that that coach put in me to mm -hmm. show me that, you know what? No matter what it looks like, you can get it done. I don't know if I would have been able to continue with sport and that, that thing did a lot for me. Got you. Yeah. So it's it planting that seed and, and you said something where you never had any bad or weak coaches. Uh, what makes a weak coach? For me, I might've had one coach that wasn't so, you know, impactful, mm -hmm. but he wasn't so, that coach, whoever they were, they weren't so bad that he left a bad taste in my mouth. Mm -hmm. That's what I would consider. You know, some coaches are stronger than others, but the thing that I really look for in a coach is do they believe in me? Do they give me an opportunity? That's all I required. Mm -hmm. You know, just putting me in a position to make a play mm -hmm. and me doing my responsible part and answering that call, answering that responsibility and opportunity. Will I make a play? Will I take a risk and reach for the fruit, which mm -hmm. is making a play offensively or defensively? And, um, you know, I was fortunate to have a lot of coaches that saw something good in me. Okay. And uh, so take us through uh, just the development then. So you're playing sports. So football. Football. Was, that, was that the first sport? Football or? was first. Um, and it's crazy because now I do so much with youth sports. Mm -hmm. So I started playing football when I was 12 years old on kind of like a weird opportunity thing. I was I was living, I had moved from New York to California. Okay. And a friend of mine, his name was Kenny Booth. He said, hey, man, you know, there's football for kids. And I said, bro, only, they only play football on TV. There ain't no <laughs> football for kids. You know what I mean? He's like, no, man, well, you can play football. We play football. I'm going to show you. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to take you to the tryouts, and uh -huh. we're going to get you on a team. And kind of the rest was history for me. 
but if it wasn't for a friend uh-huh. taking me to that opportunity, it wouldn't happen. My mom, I was basically raised in a single parent household. Gotcha. Like me and my dad always had a relationship, but he wasn't in the same state as me mm-hmm. and he wasn't in my house. Mm-hmm. So um, my mom did not have that information. Uh, he took me mm-hmm. and the rest is kind of history. Your but friend I, took you. My friend took Got me. You. But then, you know, my mom wouldn't even always take me to my practices because she worked mm-hmm. and she'd be tired. She'd be like, look, you got to find a way. So the next year, my coach would pick me up every day to go to practice and bring me home. Mm-hmm. I lived like 15 miles away from his house, which is, yeah. it was a pretty big commitment, mm-hmm. you know, at least 30 minutes each direction. Mm-hmm. So um, if it wasn't for him doing that, I don't know what would have happened to my athletic career. Yeah. Because it's not big like it is now. Today, sports is everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing sports and it's organized, it's structured, mm-hmm. and they have training, mm-hmm. um, which is why I was able to do a business with it. You know, it's just, it's just a, a new level. So, like, even you playing sports at an early age, it looks like that had a um, an impactful, um, you know, and it's had an impactful uh thing on your development as someone you know like it was because you say your father figure isn't there right or just not in the same state so yeah. uh would you say not just really for your athletic career but just who you are as a person yeah. having sports in your life that allows some structure and some pathway right it was huge and you know the truth of the matter is i i don't think i was always the most mature kid um i was i have half brothers and sisters but i was really raised as an only child with my mother mm. but um you know, sports gave me a lot of opportunities that I think reflect life. You know, it doesn't always go the way you want. Um, but I also built some really strong relationships with coaches mm-hmm. and with teammates that still are lasting today. Like mm-hmm. my high school friends, we I got an app on my phone, this Domino app. Me and them are still playing. I would play it today. Awesome. You know what I mean? We would play today. I'm t- and I, when I bust their head on that game, I'd be talking trash. <laughs> Take that, sucker. You know what I mean? You know, I, I, I just, we just, we're still competitive. We're still friends. These guys mm-hmm. were in my wedding. You know, um, but sports helped me to to put a I think a quality framework on life mm-hmm. that if you work hard, um, success can come. If you there's going to be bumps and bruises, but my coach taught me in college, a great coach Ron Gould, mm-hmm. and he said, "Hey, uh, focus on what you can control." And I try to coach that way, which means I don't spend a lot of my energy uh, berating referees. Uh, being very critical of things I cannot control. There's a lot out there that I can control, and the mm-hmm. biggest one is usually my attitude. Mm-hmm. So I try mm-hmm. to pass that on to my players, mm-hmm. you know, because life is hard, and sometimes it's not going to be fair in terms of the call, the exactly. decisions that happen, but you do need to deal with it. You need to buck up quick mm-hmm. and, you know, move on, you know. So I, th- I think that's important. There is some parallel with sports and uh, life that I, I think it's so easy to see where, like you said, there are bumps and bruises, and then there are there's those triumphant moments. But uh, something that I learned too was, you know, as far as what we can control, like you said, our thoughts and actions, mm-hmm. right? So um, you can't control the outcome of or whatever the ref said, but you can control your morale of your players because they're watching how you're reacting to it. They will. And, and so um, <laughs> with that, is that why you feel so um, strongly about coaching the youth? now because it was so like you were 12 and then you remember those are the moments that you remember so you're trying to be something similar because you understand how important that seed is well god is is a great comedian right (laughs) because here i am uh this big tough ruthless football player you know i was a defensive back that was raised to be very tough you know in the game i played around guys like john lynch in the nfl Mm -hmm. you know and he he hit people so hard their helmets got bit 
which now is totally not legal. Yeah. That's frowned upon. You don't hit people like that. And then people behind, before them were even more ruthless. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm this tough guy. Then I, I coached professionally in football. And then I end up having not my, I have 10 children as we talked about already. Uh-huh. And my first two were girls. Oh. Right. So, and I mean, that, that softens you up a little bit, right? You think so? A good thing they came first because I probably would have been too much for my boys. But my girls came and they're both tough, like tough and athletic. Uh-huh. But I said, I don't want them to football. Not that there's anything wrong with girls playing football, but I felt like at that time, track would be a foundation for them, which mm-hmm. will teach, teach them some of the same things I need to learn, which is how to deal with pain, mm-hmm. how to push yourself, how to know that you are capable of attacking things in life. Mm-hmm. So I started them off early, like at five and six years old. But then I went on to get involved with basketball. Okay. So the big tough guy, football coach, literally I was a pro football coach. Uh-huh. Now I, I started a basketball organization with a friend of mine named LaVon Flood and we started Southeast Blitz, which I'm wearing that shirt now. Uh-huh. And, um, I am, I but think. But why basketball though? Yeah, I know. Why basketball? Basketball requires some of the same things from women that that football requires of men. Okay. It requires you to have lots of fundamentals. Mm-hmm. It requires teamwork. It requires a lot of toughness, a lot of fine motor skills. It requires uh, athleticism that's that's grown so much. You can't just be acute out there. Mm-hmm. It's physical. Mm-hmm. I'm a physical person. I want to talk about being a physical player. And it's appropriate. And if I'm going to coach girls, because I have girls, it's not inappropriate for me to do that with people's daughters. Uh, The love that I have in the the investment I make in my own family, I extend easily to other people's kids because it just, it happened for me. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I don't get it. I totally get it. And I've also lived it. I've also benefited. So it's just such a natural fit. So So you said 10 children. How many play sports? So far, seven. Seven. Yeah, and that's that's because that's just the, the age limit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, next year it might be eight. Because <laughs> I was going to say, are you, uh, as far as hands-on, I guess let's go to the father, Rashid, um, do you push them with sports because you it was so structured for you or you wanted it to be so much structured? In my opinion, when it comes to things that you're going to be good at, if I have to drag you to it, it's not for you. Okay. No one dragged me to football. I mean, my mom, if anything, when she was tired, she'd be like, look, you got to figure it out or else it ain't going down like, like that for you today. Mm-hmm. So I would figure it out. If that, if that meant walking both ways, if it meant, you know, begging for a ride from somebody else on the team, uh-huh. whatever it took. Don't get me wrong. She supported me with equipment, but sometimes she was just tired. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so um, but I had to be creative. And my oldest daughter, for sure, she's getting recruited right now for basketball. She's already talked to, which is unbelievable to me, that she's already, as a sophomore, she's been region player of the year. She's faced, she's taken second in the nation in the pentathlon. She she medaled in two events at state, set two records. She's only 16, just got her driver's license, which is also, she did that earlier than me too. So Winning. Yeah, she's a beast, you know, and she already has all these coaches looking at her and she's just getting started. Like, I think there's still going to be more upside for her. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just amazed at, how things can happen earlier for people and how she's able to, from learning, it started with the track foundation, mm-hmm. but she's just a competitor. And then you got my daughter right behind her, who's, her name is Niara. She is also a beast, but different. Like when I say I have 10 children, people are like, whoa, 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 that's mm-hmm. a big family. Yeah. But the truth is 
when I look at my family and they're all sitting around the table, I do count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, everybody's here. <laughs> you, you, you know, I get in the car. <laughs> okay, good. All right, so I do do that. But outside of that, I never really feel like we're a big family. This is just my family. So the it's okay when it comes to movement things. You know, if, if there's things they don't want to do and they're not mature enough to do it, I don't make them do it. Mm-hmm. But usually when they see others doing it, it's a, it's a privilege, which it should be. Mm-hmm. Competing in sports is a privilege. It's not an obligation. You don't got to do it, really. Yeah. Because I can make you sweep and clean. There's a work to be done right here. So if you want to play, here's a way we can play. So you can do something that can develop you and, 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 and do some other things. going to sow other fruits in your life. Exactly. You know, a- athleticism mm-hmm. and muscle tone and are you, are you one that Are you hands-on as a coach with them or do you, do you allow, I mean, are you kind of free with uh, there you have a coach for this you have a coach for that so that's funny all right so in youth track is when it began for me so i started with with matea uh-huh. so she started with youth track and i was over all the development of like over 100 kids mm-hmm. so i couldn't always just be with my kid and and that's a, that's one of the challenges with youth sport if how do you get parents to get involved when they don't have kids involved mm-hmm. right so there's a term now that they call daddy ball you know, daddy ball involves like, I'm going to get involved so that I can, I can basically leg up my kid, you okay. know, which, you know, it's hard. I see how hard it is because you obviously, as a dad, you have your own expectations of your kid. So when you're all, all of a sudden in a position of power, you're going to do all that you can to equip and provide opportunities. You don't mean to mm-hmm. necessarily stack the deck in your favor, <laughs> but it's hard not to, not to say that my kid is not good enough and that other kid is better. You know, no, my kid is pretty good. I know what he's, what he's made of. Uh-huh. I know what's inside of him. Right. You know, but you know, with me, thanks, thank goodness it was track. I don't have to do that. Either you win the race or you don't win the race. So I'm involved in using the sum of my experiences of being like I was an All-American defensive back, but I also was a record holder in track at Boise State. So I learned how to do good things, to have great coaches and do things at a high level. Mm-hmm. So I, I've also learned great coaching principles, which I can apply to multiple sorts, which I now apply to basketball. Gotcha. So with them, um, I'm able to be over something that they can be a part of while at the same time equipping the people around them to also be over other elements where I don't have to have my hand on Matea or have my hand on one of my other kids. I've been fortunate to be a part, a part of good organizations where there's other good people there. Sure. That is important though. Mm-hmm. You can't have no dude that, or, or, or former pro or a high level competitor mm-hmm. and they're not going to recognize if the people around them are not equipped. They won't pull, they will not tolerate exactly. that. You know, so they'll, they'll look for that. But I'm fortunate that I've been around good environments so mm-hmm. that they benefited. And I'm sure they're, they're coachable too. I mean, you, you probably have no other choice, but for them to be coachable. You would think so, but they're all different. That is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? So some are more coachable than others. Uh-huh. But with my oldest, I started coaching her in fifth grade. I started the basketball organization to give her an opportunity and the people around her an opportunity because I thought I felt like I could do better, uh-huh. you know, and we did a great job. But this is the first year where I didn't coach her. And I was fortunate enough to get her on the Under Armour circuit with a coach, which is the FBC Hoop Stars mm-hmm. with Coach Paisley Brown. Phenomenal coach, okay. very experienced like 14 years experience. She had pro opportunities or college opportunities. She's just really tough and demanding. Uh-huh. And the reason why I like that is one, 
I knew we were going to have our 10th child this summer. Mm-hmm. Two, there was someone from our area that could help her get there if I had any problems, which it turns out I had lots. <laughs> you know, good thing they were there. Um, so they had, she had a friend instantly on the team. Someone is coming from our neck of the woods that can get her there. But also I knew this coach was going to be demanding in a way that I don't have to be demanding. Mm-hmm. Now I can be a cheerleader, which is awesome. And I can say, well, you know, what did coach say? <laughs> <laughs> Be a supportive dad. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I don't have to be yelling because, you know, that of all things that, that, that coaches have to deal with, there's nothing worse than parents being the coach oh. from the stands. It sucks so oh, bad. Listen, so I'm, I'm also a talent agent as well. So uh, with the, the youth, uh, the worst is the parent that's coaching their child. Mm-hmm. No, you act like this and say, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. Like yeah. let, let other people do their job and, and we want to see what they can do, their, mm-hmm. their authentic self. So, no. um so also it's the four by one that you were the record holder. Yep. Yep. A part of a team. Part you know, of, yeah, I exactly. was the first leg. So okay. I ran that, that speed part and I handed off to someone that could run a little bit longer, a little faster. <laughs> okay. I was going to, and then the fourth one, that's the anchor. That's the close. Yeah. The yeah. Show. Yeah. That's not me. I'm not going to look, Rashid, I'm, you may not see it. I ran the 800 once. Okay. And, uh, someone told me, so in, in practice, I never even finished the 400. Like my whole athletic, I was on my debate team in my high school. You How know, about so that? I, I played baseball for twelve years, then got hit by a pitch and was like, nah, ma, don't this isn't me. And uh-huh. she was like, well, Academics. You know, and so I have a twin sister and we we she stressed academics and um but then she wanted to get us to do track. And I remember in practice, Rashid, I couldn't even run one lap, but I didn't have the mental fortitude. I was mm-hmm. still so soft. Like so I I didn't even know what work meant. And we went to one track, one and only track meet. And I was like, for sure you pace yourself on two laps. And so they took off. I was like, they don't know. Mm-hmm. So I just kept going. I said, like, they don't know. They're going to get tired. Then they, they kept, then they got faster. And then they lapped me. And then I realized like, oh, this isn't my sport. But really now that I see and hear you speak, it's, I didn't have the discipline then. And, and I didn't have, you know, my mom, it was more sports because she was working. And it was, it was, and I didn't, I didn't find the connection of these are, principles that you need to learn at an early age it was like mm-hmm. i'm just hanging out with my friends no you know? doubt yeah. and so it wasn't sports it wasn't serious so um then when i lost the weight and then i got into you know something as serious as like just working on a better you then you understand those nights alone when no one's watching it's easy to say oh yeah i do this in front of a crowd but whenever you know you're by yourself will you still do that extra rep you know will you still go the extra mile to do that so yeah. I started finding that out and it's not easy. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know that it's a lot of fails that you have to have in order to have the victories. Um, so, but yeah, I, I say all that four by one, you were the first leg uh, record holder. Were you, were you running track and playing football? I was. And that was the time when they would allow something like that to happen. I don't know. So you were Bo Jackson, but like. For track. For, for track. football. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's changed. I, I, Boise was smaller then. Uh-huh. So Boise, this is pre Boise Fiesta Bowl when they did the incredible the, the, beating the, Oklahoma. The, yeah, yeah. That, all that move. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was so proud, uh-huh. you know, to be a part of that because we played for a national championship when I was there. We beat, or well, I should say, we beat Marshall. Okay. Lost to Youngstown State in gotcha. the national championship. That was Jim Tressel's fourth national championship. And he only won one at Ohio State. Gotcha. So, you know, he he, he collected a lot of yeah. rings at the one double A level. Yeah. yeah. And we were so happy to be there. We we're like, yeah, we made it to the National Championship. They showed up. I mean, that's a that's another lesson in preparation, having been there, done that. Mm-hmm. They showed up in business suits, like, yeah, we're gonna get this dub. And we were like, Yeah, man, this is so exciting. They bust our head by two touchdowns. <laughs> you know, we just we were we took so much energy 
to get there, you know. Mm -hmm. And mind you, that was an incredible turnaround. The year before, we were three and eight. Mm -hmm. The next year, we went thirteen and two and lost in the national championship. So it was Oof. like big, you know. And, and that was a lesson itself. That taught me a lot about team and brotherhood and hard work and mm -hmm. how you can change, you know. Uh, and these lessons that sport taught me, mm -hmm. I try to pass on. You know, like yeah. I say, the sum of my experiences, I try to give them the. You might want to call it the cliff notes or, you know, how to be a champion for dummies or mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. you know, but trying to help people. You know, I tell you, look, you can't just be all up in your feelings today. You mm -hmm. know, today you don't feel like it. It's OK to feel that way. You just can't let it stop you. Uh -huh. You know, so I, I lived it. That's you know, big. I really lived it. Uh -huh. you know? So uh, tell us now going transition to um, entrepreneurial, you know, uh, your business or what is. What are you trying to get out there for your business? And, wh and what is it that you specialize in? So it's, it's funny because I'm really kind of trying to figure out what the next stage is going to be because I was so hands-on. I'm, I'm very hands-on in a lot of things I do. But I'm wondering if, if, if now isn't the time for me to do something different, which mm -hmm. is why I'm glad to have an opportunity to be here on this podcast with you. Because mm -hmm. believe it or not, my degree was not in exercise science. Um, it was in communication. What? Yeah. So... And I, my intention all along was to do something that involved that. I didn't know that it would be coaching. Uh -huh. You know, I just, I really enjoy coaching. And I realized that it's not always easy to be a great coach. Like, a lot of people think that coaching, being successful as a coach, has to do with your knowledge. But, I mean, I've had people around me that have gone further than me. Mm -hmm. but And they could talk well, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean they could always reach their players. You know, being able to communicate involves sending messages, but also people receiving messages. So um, I'm trying to look at the next phase of what that might look like in impacting athletes. Because, one, I still want to be that you know, supportive dad. Like mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying this season of life where I don't have to run around as much and I don't have to say, Hey, I can't be there for your thing because you know, I gotta, I gotta work, mm -hmm. you know, training young athletes involves a lot of after hours work so much like Monday through Thursday, I would usually be on the hook from, you know, four 30 to like nine 30 at night, mm -hmm. you know? So I needed to kind of get off of that, 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 I guess that, uh, that cycle, the hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. And I want to do something else. So I still like youth coaching. You know, I had my own gym for a while and I got out of that business. Um, but now I'm looking at what's the next phase of involvement. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's sharing some things that they can mentally bite into. I was going to say, is it now you're kind of straying away from just the physicality of it? Uh, and, and is it now you're recognizing how big it is to have that mental fortitude through it? The mind part is vital. But at the same time, I you still have to do some. There has to be some exchange sometimes, you know, maybe not all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, you could see somebody maybe once a week, you know, maybe you see him, you know, once every two weeks. But there needs to be some probably, you know, FaceTime. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, once you have a relationship, you can share key nuggets. Most importantly, nuggets that someone might not otherwise receive mm -hmm. from their parent or mm -hmm. even from their current coach. I just want to help people go to the next level in a different way. Oh, that's good. And I guess, yeah, because there's more than one way. You know, it, it isn't all about you have to be the the baddest person or, or or meanest or grittiest. It's like maybe you just need to know how to work and, and be able to take failure and accept failure. So um, I think with this, so like, what's one thing? Not I say one thing. Rashid isn't a man of one thing. So like, <laughs> what's some things that you think people ought to know? One about sports. What's what's one lesson that you want everyone to understand about sports? Very important. Everybody can improve. That's very important. Okay. Like where you start 
is not where you need to finish. That's vital mm -hmm. because some people, and this is the next thing, when you fail and you will fail if you care about your sport, mm -hmm. you have to ask yourself, was this ability or was this technique? Mm -hmm. That is vital. Was this ability or was this technique? It's a simple explanation for that is if I ask a player that's 11 years old to dunk the, the basketball, you know, on a regulation goal, mm -hmm. they cannot do it. Most of them cannot do it. I mean, there might be some special yeah. ones out there that can. And that means ability. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a special ability. Okay. But if they fail to do it because I asked them to do it, they don't have that ability yet. That's beyond them. But if I say, hey, can you move your feet and make that person, you know, keep them out of the paint? Or can you close out? You know, and why that person make that shot or why did you fail to make that shot? Oftentimes, if we can just calm down, get out of our feelings, we can realize that it was an ability problem. I mean, not an ability problem, a technique problem, mm -hmm. one that we can work on with rehearsal. Mm -hmm. So and the third thing would be failure reveals and it teaches. It provides opportunities to grow. Mm -hmm. You don't get the same when you're successful. So it's good to win. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. But you don't learn when you're winning. You learn when you fail, when you come up short some kind of way. And that's all part of the process. Mm -hmm. So those are some things I think I you love want to know. Yeah, yeah. Through discomfort comes growth. Mm -hmm. You know, you you don't grow when everything is in paradise. You know, that's so, right. Um, Rasheed, I want to thank you so much, man, for popping through through the pod. Oh man, thanks for was, having me. It was a pleasure. Uh, Rasheed Gale, a man of many talents, and I'm so excited just to to see what happens next. So is it is it uh, blitz that's going to go that you're trying to look to go to the next step or you're trying to go to something completely different? Well, blitz is basketball. Uh -huh. So um, I'm going to and blitz sports is training. Gotcha. So like, golly, do I got enough hats? Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Southeast blitz also FBC blitz, which is the exposure element of what we do. Uh -huh. um, that's basketball. I mean, I want that to be as successful as possible. Probably trying to get on the circuit, maybe Under Armour, maybe Adidas, maybe Nike, you. you know, um, and then there's obviously training, but it's the, it's the, it's the development part. I haven't put a name on it yet. Okay. You know, it could be something like this, okay. you know, dropping it on podcasts or starting my oh, own. You heard it here first. Wah, wah, wah. There you go. There you, go. <laughs> you know, um, doing something to allow people, I want to tap into the mind, okay. you know, and I also want to help parents, you know, cause the truth of the matter is, you know, who you are as a player is one thing. Who you are as a parent is another thing. Uh -huh. And then you mix that up with trying to coach your kids and trying to help your kids and uh -huh. trying to equip your kids. You know, it's it's kind of like a tough road to navigate, you know, and sometimes we can kind of push too hard. We want it more as parents, mm -hmm. you know, than our kids want it and being able to recognize it. Is this a real talent or is it just a, you know, entertainment thing? Like, it's just something we do for fun. You know, what's the, what's the next level? What's appropriate? You know, those are things that I think I'd like to help parents unlock. So they can get off from our quality coaches' gotcha. backs too. You know what I mean? It's dual it's benefit. Like hurting my job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, Rasheed, thank you so much, family. Like I said, someone you ought to know talking about things we think you ought to know. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace. Look at the worm. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to You Ought to Know, where we share some information we think you ought to know. Hey, if you like this show, be sure to like and subscribe. Also, be sure to check out our show notes to check out our sponsors. We'll see you next time. Thank you again.